I used to walk into a room of people or even just one person that I didn't know and I would get so nervous that my mind would just go blank and I wouldn't know what to say. And since, you know, realizing that I am me and they are them and that is beautiful and I just need to embrace who I am and they can either take that or leave it. And that has helped me so much. And when I step into who I actually am, then people see my personality and that actually helps you to connect with people and people actually then want to be around you. People want to be around you more when they see the, the, the real you. Welcome everyone to Life with Lisa podcast. Our mission at Life with Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. Today's guest is a content creator whose pieces of content give you a sense of peace and calm and balance. I love her content on the lifestyle and wellness and her special twist on them. Not only has she grown her community to over 45,000 people through staying consistent and producing quality content, she has also just recently received a certification for being a health coach. Emma, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's such a pleasure to have you. And I wanted to start our conversation with, you mentioned quite a bit in your content that you are a shy person and yet you have created this huge social media platform where you're sharing so much about yourself. So how did your journey as a social, uh, as a content, a content creator start and why did you decide to go into this world? Wow, yeah, I am definitely a more shy person in nature. And so honestly, I started social media probably about three years ago. I started my account and I was not consistent with it. I was really scared, I think, of what people would think. And I guess that's when the shy, you know, the shyness kind of came out. And I was just, I wasn't really posting what I wanted to be posting. I didn't really feel connected to my account. I didn't feel connected to the people that were following me. My following was very small at the time. I had like maybe 300 followers and I was just so inconsistent because creating content kind of felt like a chore because it wasn't the content that I was passionate about. And I wasn't posting the content I was passionate about because I was afraid of what people might think if I actually started to share, you know, and be more vulnerable and share what was on my heart. And so it wasn't really until I would say kind of COVID hit um, that I started to make the shift towards creating the content that I've always wanted to create. And it's more more wellness and mindset because throughout my whole journey i've discovered like the power of mindset there's so much power behind it and in i went through a bit of a healing journey as well and i discovered the power of that mindset in helping me to heal and 
that's when my account really started to actually grow and take off. And I started to really find the passion in creating content. And I just started to be more consistent and people, I guess, connected with that and they could see my passion behind it. And then that kind of drew them towards it. So that's kind of just, I don't know, a, a quick overview of what got me started and yeah. I think it's just so beautiful what you just shared because so often we, we are just so scared to be ourselves because then people can judge us or say something that would be very hurtful to us. So we tend to pretend to be someone else or to have a certain layer of protection so that mm -hmm. what other people say about us or when they judge us, we don't get hurt. But at the same time, it also stops us from building the actual genuine connection with other people because we're not showing who we are, what, what we truly care about. So mm -hmm. it's so beautiful that you went through the journey and then actually once you started sharing more of who you are and what you want to be sharing, then not only your account started growing, which was a side effect, but actually you also started enjoying the whole process in general. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so please correct me. <laughs> no, that's that's correct. I mean, it's it's scary to be vulnerable and to kind of show, you know, your real self and like what's on your mind, especially when it's maybe a little bit more of a sensitive topic. Like, you know, mindset and it's a difficult thing to talk about sometimes, especially along with mindset. A lot of the time when you're in that like negative space, those negative feelings, it can feel like you're so alone when you're dealing with things like maybe anxiety or depression or anything, you know, related to having negative thoughts. And it can be pretty scary to be open about that. And that's kind of, but it, when you're, when you're not open, it, it holds you back a lot. And that can also stop, you know, that healing process from happening. And I, I definitely, I feel like I never created the content that I was passionate about because I was so afraid. And when I started to kind of let go of that fear, I just really grew in as a person. And now I'm creating content that I'm so passionate about and I love sharing and social media is just such an encouraging space. And yeah. <laughs> And I think even you now mentioning that you actually have the, have those negative thoughts as all of us are um, having them and also that you went through a bit of a journey yourself. Just by mentioning that you are helping someone who is now listening to this and mm -hmm. is feeling some certain emotions that, you know, they feel like they're the only one in the whole world having these negative thoughts and they don't really know what to do about it. But you are sharing that and they are looking up to you like, oh my God, Emma, you know, I follow her on Instagram. I see her beautiful. She also has those thoughts. Oh my God, maybe I'm normal as well. And maybe it's not as uncommon. So thank you so much for opening up about that. Yeah, definitely. And I really loved um, one of your posts where you mentioned that because you were going through your personal development journey and you mentioned that you were 
waiting sometimes for things to be perfect, to actually start enjoying life. And then at one moment and through one of the audience and the reels, you realize that actually you don't need to, for the timing to be perfect, to start being grateful for the moment. So can you maybe share a bit more about the journey that you went and how you got to that beautiful place where you realize that it's how important it is to be treasuring the moment that you do have. Mm -hmm. So that post came out of this, I, this realization that I was waiting for the perfect time. And for me, I, I've been through quite a healing journey. I, at the beginning of 2020, obviously that was a crazy year for most people, but at the same time that the pandemic happened, I also started to get really sick. And that started this long journey of trying to figure out what was wrong because I was just steadily getting worse and worse. And it was really, really hard having to deal with all these symptoms and not knowing what was going wrong and like how to fix that. And after, um, I think about a year and a half of going from doctor to doctor, trying to find out what was wrong, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. And during this process, that's when I also, um, I started to have these like really negative thoughts as well. And I struggled with some anxiety because like we've already mentioned, I'm more of a shy person. And so I kind of self, self, I self isolated myself, um, because I'm naturally shy. So getting out there and making friends and connecting with people and doing things is already challenging enough for me as it is. And then on top of that, feeling really awful all the time and feeling really sick and in a lot of pain, it made it even harder to get out and do things. And so that kind of developed a lot of anxiety and a little bit of depression that I also struggled with. And so during that time, I was, I kept telling myself when I'm better, I will go out and meet people. When I'm better, I will go out and do things. When I'm better, I'll do this, I'll do that. But I got to a point where I realized that, you know, I'm not even as awful as this does sound. I'm not guaranteed that I will get better. And so why am I waiting until I'm better to actually do things? Maybe I can't do everything that I would like to do because I have these certain physical um, barriers that I, and, and restrictions that stop me from being able to maybe go and run a marathon if that's what I want to do, because my body can't physically do that. But that doesn't mean that I can't go outside and take a walk and enjoy the fresh air. And that maybe I can't go out and socialize and do everything that everyone else is doing, but that doesn't mean that I can't go out and find activities to do with friends that is, is something that I can do. And so I sort of decided to stop waiting for this perfect moment and to be perfectly healed and to be perfectly better because that might not ever come. In fact, it probably won't ever come because you're always on this journey. You're always, even when I maybe do overcome some of these health issues and these mindset barriers, I'm still going to have other things that I'm going to have to work on. There's no such thing as a perfect time and a perfect moment and being perfectly healed. That's the beauty in the journey. And so I stopped waiting for that perfect time and I just started doing. And throughout that, it's like 
I don't know, I've grown so much as a person already. And I actually ended up moving out of my parents' house to a whole new state and starting school finally. Um, I'm now going to college and I've just only been here three weeks, but it's pushed me so much and it's even helped me with like my shy nature. I've already grown so much in my confidence and I'm still on this journey. I'm still on the thick of it. I'm not completely healed. I'm, I'm not, but I am growing and I'm enjoying the journey and my mindset as well around, around that has just improved so much and my mental health has gotten a lot better. So it's been amazing. And yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm just so proud of you for doing this mental shift and actually starting to focus on the things that you can control and the good things that you can do because it's so hard, you know, when something is, especially when you're in some physical pain or experiencing any physical symptoms, it's way harder to actually focus on the good, good, good things and that you managed to do that shift. And I can imagine that it's quite hard to describe to anyone the importance of mindset because it's not tangible. You cannot say you need to take this, you know, mm -hmm. it's just the mental shift, but it, it has completely changed the trajectory of your life and where you are now. And you, you are basically the living proof for that. I was wondering what were the, actually some of the smaller steps that you've taken when you were in that negative space, having lots of negative thoughts, uh, anxiety, because imagine if someone is listening now who is going through something similar and, and they don't know even where to start, what are some of the small things that you started doing that helped you to get to the better place? Absolutely. Some of my small steps that I started taking towards developing a more positive mindset was journaling was a big one for me. I think getting your thoughts out onto paper is so powerful. And that kind of how I would structure that is I would do kind of a mind dump. So I would dump all of those negative thoughts onto a piece of paper because I think it's really important to recognize and work through those negative thoughts and emotions because like you say, it, you need to have a positive mindset, but a positive mindset isn't just ignoring and pretending that those negative thoughts and emotions aren't there because they're very real. And if you just push them down, they're going to come back up eventually. And that's something I used to do a lot as well is I would shove all the negative emotions and thoughts down deep inside me and I wouldn't even acknowledge them until eventually I got to this point where I just couldn't take it anymore. And then it would be like a pot boiling over. And then I would just have a day where I would just be like crying my eyes out because I, and I didn't even really know why or what set it off, but it was just because I wasn't acknowledging them. So I think acknowledging them and writing them down on a piece of paper is super helpful. And then I would actively try and change my thoughts. So I would maybe set an attention, write out a few things I'm grateful for. I would ask myself, how can I, how can I make this better? So if I'm going through a difficult situation and things feel really low, how can I maybe make one small change in my day or do one thing that will make me happy. So if something is going really wrong, maybe I can make myself a nice cup of coffee, something nice and warm and comforting and soothing that just helps me to feel a little bit better. 
So sometimes you can't always control the situations that are going on around you, but you can do something in your day to make you have a little, feel a little bit better and to have a bit of peace. So I also relied a lot on, I relied a lot on journal prompts in the beginning because sometimes when you're in the thick of those emotions, you can't, can't really think of the positive side. So I used Pinterest a lot to find journal prompts, or I follow a lot of amazing creators on Instagram as well, who post a lot of journal prompts. I used to post a lot of journal prompts. I haven't in a while, but it's something I'd like to start getting back into in case anyone would need help with that. So journaling has been a super powerful tool for me. And even if you have someone close to you that you really trust, talking that out as well is also super powerful and super helpful. I'm really grateful and really lucky that I'm super, super close to my mom. And she has been one of my biggest support systems throughout this whole journey. So I would talk a lot to her and talk out my thoughts and feelings. Um, and so if you have like a close friend, family member, or even if you seek help through a therapist, that's also really, really helpful. There's nothing wrong with getting help. Yeah. And it, I think that's also so true what you just mentioned, because sometimes when we keep things in our head, they seem so chaotic and we really need to organize it. But the only way to organize it is to either put it on paper or to talk it out. And that's why, as you mentioned, journaling could be such a great tool to do that or talking to someone you trust who will not use that information against you is also so, so key if uh, we are lucky to have that person. I was also actually very curious to ask you what, uh, because I see that you also read a lot of Bible every day and faith plays a huge role in your life. What kind of role would you say faith also played in your life and helping you towards seeing the better future and to keep going through the hardships that you were having? My faith has actually been probably one of the biggest things that has impacted me over this last year. I've, I grew up in a Christian household. That's my family have always been Christians. However, when I was younger, I didn't really have any personal faith of my own. It was really based off of my parents and I kind of just was following in their footsteps. And it wasn't until the end of 2021 that I reconnected with that and reconnected with God and found my own personal journey in my faith and walk with him. And that has, I mean, having a faith in something bigger than yourself just gives you so much hope and it has made the biggest impact on me. And personally, I believe that he is, that God is my source of peace and joy. And when I re-dedicated my life to the Lord, that's when I really, really experienced true peace and it's helped me to think a lot clearer and just there is something really powerful about connecting to and having a purpose in your life and believing in something bigger than just you. So yeah. it's had a huge impact on, on my life this last year. I, I, I was also thinking that just having this thought or feeling that there is just something bigger than you are, it also helps you 
kind of diffuse the focus on you and your problems and just think a bit a bit of the in the bigger picture and just to realize how small we we all are just relatively to the whole world and i, I also that's something i've been thinking a lot lately is that um I feel like people do not have that faith anymore. And that's why I feel like also it's a bit harder for people to find their sense of purpose because I think it was, where did I learn it? I learned it. I think it could be from Ellen Watts. I read his book and he said, it's interesting that nowadays science has replaced religion or faith, but it cannot replace that place in the hearts of the people because science cannot explain so many things and just having that faith is so much more powerful. So it, I found it very interesting because you openly also share what your uh, routines and um, how a big role the face plays in your life. And I think it's very interesting because I don't see a lot of people sharing it on social media as well. Yes, definitely. I agree with that. And I think there's nothing that no amount of science can kind of give you that hope and peace that having faith does. And having that hope that there's more to this world and that your problems right now are temporary and that there is, there's, there's more after this life. And once you, you know, once you get to heaven, there's eternal life there. So having that hope and knowing that this world is temporary, it just, it gives me a lot more comfort. So yeah yeah definitely i also wanted to mention that because i think it's very interesting that you had that mindset shift but also just having this hope for the better future is also so important it's a key i, I, I believe that it's a key element in the transformation of anyone who is going through a hardship just to believe that it's it's worth to keep going and there's something on the other side as well mm -hmm. and Going back also to the small daily things that you were mentioning, it also looks like you're so organized and you have this very well-structured routines and daily habits. So how did you actually manage to incorporate so many things that you do of the positive habits that you do on a daily basis? Would you have any advice to th those listening in? It's actually pretty funny because when I was little, I was not an organized person whatsoever. In fact, I was a very messy person and my room was always a mess and I had so much junk everywhere. I kept a lot of stuff. I was not organized whatsoever. I was not a planner, none of that. And I honestly don't know when the shift happened, but I... I'm very organized and planned now because I just, for my mental clarity and peace of mind, I just like to have a routine. I like to know what I'm doing in that day. I like to have things organized. It's just, you know what they say, clean space, clear mind. I really believe that. And it's made a huge difference in, in my productivity levels. So um, going back to, you know, what tips I maybe have, I think it's really like about small steps and just like trying to organize one area of your life. So kind of maybe trying to develop a flexible routine that works for you. I find morning routines are super powerful, being able to automate as many of those small habits as possible so that you, it allows room for the, for creativity. I, I think if I'm, 
have a routine and I'm, I know that, okay, at this time I'm going to go and make my coffee and then I'm going to go and get dressed and then go on a morning walk. I'm not having to think about that allows me to have space to kind of, that's how I'm super creative and I can come up with all my content ideas because while I'm automatically doing those steps, my mind is wondering and thinking about creativity. So that's another reason why I like to be organized and planned is because it gives me that room to be more creative. So I think developing a morning routine or an evening routine, that is something that works for you is a really good first step. And then I think, you know, having a calendar is really great and putting everything on your calendar, including not just events, but like including tasks that you maybe want to complete. So I like to time block a lot of the time. So I'll block out a section of time that I'm going to maybe film and create my content, a time to study because I am in college currently and a time I even like to block out a time to just be creative and to brainstorm and to think about, you know, my next big um, projects that I want to work on because I have a lot of dreams and ideas and I like to block out spaces to do that and figuring out maybe what type of calendar you like because there is digital and there's also physical and I know some people really like physical and some people like digital. It really is just trial and error to find a productivity system and an organization system that works for you because everyone's different and what works for one person won't work for another. So I hope that was answered your question. Okay. I love, I, I love that you mentioned I'm, I used to be not a very organized or productive person because the way you answered this question, you had so many pieces of advice and you're like, you can do use the electronic calendar and you can use the other one and you can block the time out and you can organize the space and you can have the morning routine. It really sounds that you put a lot of pieces together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was so grateful that you mentioned that you used to be not that organized because otherwise everyone would be like, oh, she was always organized. She always had it together. So, so that to, when you share it a bit, about a bit uh, about yourself people can also have hope to be more organized yes i wish <laughs> that i had like some pictures of my old room or something because i would love to show people what i used to be like and i was definitely that type of person that left everything to the last minute uh, and never planned anything but I was always stressed and I was always anxious because I never knew what I was doing. So having an organization system has really, really helped me even with overcoming anxiety. So, but you know, like I also mentioned, there's so many different ways that you can be productive and organized and like on social media, everyone has a different system. And so I think it's really just trying them all until you find one or you find a mix of them that works for you. And it's, also it's I so think it sometimes changes, like what works for you in this season might not work for you in the next. So for a while I was really, really into physical calendars and physical to-do lists and physical planners. And then I switched to more digital. And now at the moment I have a digital calendar and I love using the app Notion. So I think it, it does change. It ebbs and flows with your season of life as well. Ooh, I love that you also touched on that uh, topic. I love that you mentioned 
that you went firstly from being not organized to having all of this system, but also even within the systems, you still allow yourself the freedom to change and to also realize what works for you and what doesn't work for you. To, I think there are two elements. Firstly, realizing that everyone of us is very different and just to see what works for us personally, but also then to allow ourselves, the second part is to allow ourselves to also change and try out new things and, th and see what works even better for another season of life that we may be in right now. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. And also when you were saying that uh, you used to leave things up up to the last minute it is still me <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yes indeed you do feel way more stressed and by you i mean me <laughs> when you leave things to the last minute so anyone who is listening but i feel like my personality really likes this kind of adrenaline rush and then I get so much creative and so much more productive when I leave things up to last minute. It's incredible. But then sometimes when you just have so much going on, it's just impossible to do it all. So then I, I'm forced towards a certain system or organizing my calendar and time blocking it. But it's just quite interesting how, how different we all are. Yes, for sure. I can actually relate to that. I do enjoy, you know, sometimes having like a I enjoy it when I have a deadline and that deadline is quite close. It's stressful, but it's almost like a good stress. It like pushes me to new limits and I actually kind of enjoy it. So I think that's also some sometimes being like having a plan in the system, but being flexible with it is key because sometimes it's good to have that little bit of fire behind you to push you. Yeah, I remember there was a study that I read and they mentioned that actually having a deadline and getting closer to the deadline is good for creativity because it does create this kind of excitement inside mm -hmm. of you. But at the same time, if the deadline is too, too short and basically it's impossible to do the task, at the same time, it, it could be just a lot of negative stress and no creativity generated. So I do think that there is a balance, but you're, you're also so right. And in terms of keeping it flexible, having the structure and allowing for the last minute uh, task as well. I think a lot of life comes down to finding a balance, but also the word balance is kind of tricky in that sometimes things aren't balanced and that's okay because sometimes you have to pour a little bit more time into one area than another. So I don't think you can ever have balance like at the same time. People always talk about this work-life balance and I don't think you, it can ever be perfectly balanced at the same time. But I think when you talk about balance, I think it means more making sure that you are working hard, but you are still making time for life and, and play and all of that. But I don't think it can ever be like at the same time, because sometimes you have to pull, like you have a work project and you have to pull a little bit more time into your work and your life has to take a little bit of a backseat. But then by balancing that out, maybe at a later stage when work is a little bit more quiet, you can pour a little bit more time into life and then work can take a little bit of a vaccine. I don't know if that makes sense, but. That makes so much sense. And also for me, I was always viewing work-life balance as something not realistic, especially as I have so many dreams and goals and things that I want to do, but I always like the word work-life integration 
Mm. Because when I hear work-life integration, I really like it because it feels like they go hand in hand. And even during the day, sometimes you have a quieter moment and you can pour life into that moment and do something else from work. And at the same time, it just like it kind of integrates all together in the perfect way. Whereas when you try to balance it out and you try to do it almost in artificial in an artificial way, the balance doesn't happen. So I really like the integration and what you mentioned, what you mentioned made perfect sense. I really like that. I like the work-life integration much better than work-life balance. Yeah. And you also mentioned just early in this uh, chat that you have a lot of also other projects that you have in mind. And I'm sure all of our listeners and me included are very interested. What kind of other projects are you working on or thinking or dreaming about in your, for your future? I, I have a lot of big dreams and, and goals that I would love to achieve. Um, I, you did mention at the beginning of this podcast in that lovely little intro, but I recently got my health coaching certification because, you know, I'm so passionate about wellness, but wellness as a whole, including the mind, body, and spirit. I think that they all go so hand in hand because I talk a lot about mindset and about productivity and just having a positive mindset, but I also think you need to take care of your physical body. And then you can't, you know, with, in terms of physical, you can't just eat the right stuff and work out and expect to be okay. There's still the lifestyle aspect of making sure that your mental health is good and your lifestyle is good and you're getting enough sleep. And then there is still the spiritual aspect as well. So that's something I'm super passionate about. And that's why I got my health coaching certification. And I would really, I mean, this will probably be way in the future and I don't know when it would ever happen, but I would love to start a little community or business or something around that. And I had this idea and dream to start a community of people who are looking to improve their wellness as a whole and, and have little groups that we could meet and connect with each other and also maybe offer my coaching services, whether that's in a group setting or one-on-one. I'm not really sure what it will all look like yet. And it's still kind of a new dream. I only just graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition about a week ago, I think. So it's still very new. And that's just a little, a little teaser of what's in my mind, but I'm really excited for what will come out of it. So when you say on a long enough timeline, sometime in the future, you mean in six months, right? <laughs> in six months, you'll have it. Less, but we'll see. <laughs> I think, I think it's your intention behind it is so beautiful and so pure that in whatever way it manifests into this real world, I believe that it will succeed and it will bring a lot of hope, peace, and better health to so many people. So I really do believe that you take act. I really do hope that you do take action on your dream because I feel like it can contribute and help so many people. And I also know a few other people that I interviewed for the podcast that they also start also their own practice after they got the certification. So I'm very happy to connect you with other people and let's make it happen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I definitely, <laughs> I think I will 
make it happen. It's it's something that I I'm really passionate about and has really been on my heart recently. And once it's a little bit clearer and I have a little bit more of a better schedule figured out, I think I'll start taking action on it. I just have to, you know, figure out this new life in this new place first and then kind of get a bit clearer on the picture. But I think it'll it'll happen probably in about a year, maybe a little longer, but it will it'll happen. <laughs> That's beautiful. And another topic that I really wanted to discuss with you and uh, to raise is I'm on this personal quest of understanding confidence and also why so many people, so many girls, young girls are so insecure these days. And um, I saw that you were also mentioning some confidence tips to shy people, but also I wanted to hear a bit of your thoughts on what do you think is the cause of insecurity uh, of so many young girls out there and if you have any advice for that as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree that so many people are really, they really struggle with confidence and feeling so insecure with themselves. And I think there's so many different factors that can play into affecting one's confidence. I think a big, big factor would be that well, I think social media can be a huge, huge factor in why people and young girls are lacking confidence. I think social media can be both such a beautiful place because there are so many amazing creators on it who create this incredible content that's so uplifting and inspiring and it connects people to each other as well. So I love social media for that. But there's also this negative side to it that can cause a lot of comparison and comparison I definitely think is a killer of confidence when you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and to someone else and trying to be someone that you're not you're obviously not going to feel confident in your own skin because you're not being yourself and for me personally I think that's something that I've learned recently and only recently have started to really embrace who I am and not try to like conform to someone else. And that has improved my confidence so much. I feel like I can go into a room of people now and not feel so scared and, and intimidated that I freeze up every time someone talks to me. And I just like, I used to walk into a room of people or even just one person that I didn't know. And I would get so nervous that my mind would just go blank and I wouldn't know what to say. And since, you know, realizing that I am me and they are them and that is beautiful and I just need to embrace who I am and they can either take that or leave it. And that has helped me so much. And when I step into who I actually am, then people see my personality and that actually helps you to connect with people and people actually then want to be around you. People want to be around you more when they see the, the, the real you. And because when you're trying to be someone else, it's always awkward and it's, you are shy and you're more reserved or maybe it comes out in you being more aggressive. There's different ways that it can manifest, but you're not always 
the easiest person to be around because you're trying to be someone that you're not. So I think comparison is a big factor when it comes to affecting people's confidence. This was such a useful answer. And also it had practical tips because you mentioned once you actually start realizing how valuable you are and accepting yourself for who you are and for with all your uniqueness, then you start feeling so much more confident. And I think this is, this is a very useful tip. And I hope that anyone who is listening to it now will also take it to heart and will, uh, start maybe comparing a little bit less because it's hard to stop comparing at all. And sometimes it will still, those, the compare, the comparing thoughts will still come into your mind, but to also recognize it and to start gradually decreasing the amount of comparison that one does is very helpful. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you mentioned how it's hard to stop comparing and it, it definitely is so difficult, but I think, Honestly, one of the best ways to do it is to just practice and it's hard. It's really hard and it'll probably be really awkward and you'll feel kind of awful afterwards, but to just every time you go and you, you go out and you, you practice being confident in who you are, it gets easier. And you, once you are confident in yourself, you start to be more yourself around people and people recognize that and they appreciate that. And then it feels just so much better. So it's definitely awkward and difficult at first, but the more you push yourself outside your comfort zone, the more you, you do it, the easier it will become. Wow. I feel like our conversation is coming in such a beautiful loop because we started with how did you start social media and you shared you, the whole journey of actually stepping into being yourself and sharing what you actually want to share. And now we are ending the interview also with that thoughts that to feel more confident, you actually have to be yourself. And it's so beautiful once you are yourself. And I love how it just united in this beautiful picture. I love that as well. <laughs> That's so cool. Before I ask my last question, where can people reach out to you, connect with you and see your beautiful, genuine self? Um, I, you can always reach out to me through Instagram. My Instagram handle is just Emma underscore Godfrey with two Y's. I, my DMs are always open. I try my best to respond to all of them. So if anyone wants to connect or reach out to me, feel free. I'm also on TikTok, which is just Emma Godfrey, two Y's and then an underscore. And I'm also now on YouTube. It's just Emma Godfrey. I'm trying to post more YouTube videos as well and get more into that space. So if you ever want to connect with me, feel free. Awesome. And my last question would be, imagine you're 80 years old, you're looking back on your life and you're thinking, I wish I've done that. And I knew that I should, and I'm so sorry that I have not done that. So now going back to this present moment, there's something that you already know you should do, but you have not done it yet. And you know that you'll regret it. What would be what, what is it for you? You know, I think I would really regret it if I 
if I didn't, that's a good question, actually. <laughs> um, honestly, at the moment, I don't think there's anything that specific that I would, if I was 80 years old and looking back, I would regret it if I didn't do it. But I think keeping my mind open and making sure that I'm, I'm jumping at those opportunities that get presented to me along the way and not making sure that I don't miss out on any of that because of fear of what other people will think or I'm comparing or I'm just holding myself back, making sure that I stay open-minded and I stay true to myself and I keep walking in my journey and grabbing those opportunities. I think as long as I keep doing that, I don't think I'll get to 80 and regret anything. Um, so I don't know if there's anything one thing specific, but I do think that making sure that I don't hold myself back for fear of mis for fear of what other people would think and comparison is, yeah. I love asking this question. Mm -hmm. I really love making the people think about that and also taking something back with them after this interview. Emma, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I had the best time and I'm sure this interview will serve so many people out there. Thank you so much for having me on. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. You're such a sweet, sweet light in this world. And I'm really, really grateful that I got to speak with you. And I absolutely love this conversation. So there's definitely a lot of things in this conversation that I'm going to be thinking about and taking away from this. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much.